Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Jonah, chapter number one, we're uh, in the second week of, of a new series in Jonah. And take a few minutes this morning and bring you a message or a teaching. If I were to title it, and I kind of did, it would be, here am I, send somebody else. Here am I, send somebody else. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, and that varies from week to week. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the time that Isaiah went into the temple in chapter 6 of Isaiah, in the year that King Uzziah died. And it says, the year that King Uzziah died, I went into the temple, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And he was on the throne between two seraphim, which were these huge uh, angels, angelic beings. Each one of those beings had six wings, and with two wings they covered their face, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two wings they were flying. And they were crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And Isaiah was caught up in the midst of that glory, if you will. And Isaiah had a, a moment of inward reflection, and he realized in the presence of holiness, real holiness, Isaiah said, woe am I. I am undone, and I'm a man of unclean lips. And the Bible says that one of the seraphim took the tongs from the altar, took a coal from off the altar, and went and branded it on the lips of Isaiah and cleansed or purified Isaiah's lips. As that story unfolds, then the Bible says this. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, <laughs> send me. A man gets in the presence of holiness, recognizes his own dirty and filth and sinfulness, the Lord cleanses him. Now he's clean and holy and pure before the Lord. And the Lord says, who will I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord. Send me. Comparing that to the story of Jonah. Jonah was a real man living in a real time, in a real place, in real history. Living in a real ministry, as we're going to see in 2 Kings 14 in just a few minutes. And the Lord gives a call to Jonah. And Jonah's response was not like Isaiah's response. Isaiah's response was, here am I, Lord, send me. Jonah's response was kind of like this, here am I, Lord, send somebody else. Have you ever been there? Have you ever said that to the Lord? Well, I have. Now, here I am, Lord, send somebody else. Jonah chapter 1 begins this way in verse 1. Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. 
and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So Jonah didn't really say, here I am, send someone else. Because God had confronted Jonah by sending his word, but Jonah did say, not me. By his actions, Jonah was saying, send somebody else. We sung these songs this morning about the greatness of God and the goodness of God and the glory of God. And I was reminded this past week, looking at the life of Jonah, and then looking at my life, and hopefully you'll look at your life today, and wondering, like, what is my purpose in life? Is my purpose just to get up every morning and go through the grind and make a few dollars and buy more toys and pay for kids' education and put clothes in the back? And all those things are important. If they're important, say, yes, they are. Yes, they are. But isn't life really more than that? Yes. Isn't the life of a Christian really more than that? But don't you sense that God has something for you in a spiritual realm more than that? And I believe your answer would be yes. So I was reading over in 1 Corinthians this past week and getting to chapter 10. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the, um, the Jews were arguing about you know, what they could eat and what they couldn't eat and things that were uh, meat that was sacrificed to idols and what they could drink and what they couldn't drink. And, and there was some validity in all that. And there's this, you know, they're, 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 they're bantering back and forth. And the Apostle Paul's writing all this. If you're interested in that, you can just go see what the Apostle Paul had to say. But he, but he wound up that whole section by saying this in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. He wound up the whole section and he gave his narrative on it. And he says, so, whatever you eat or whatever you drink, or whatever you do. Can you say whatever you do? It's right there in the King James. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So he moves from, he moves from, because they were talking about eating and drinking. So he says, whatever you eat or whatever you drink, do all for the glory of God. But he threw in there, or whatever you do. So I don't know about you, but that's good enough for me if he just throws it in there. Whatever you eat, or whatever you drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I remember when I was like a young preacher, that's back when, um, how many of y'all remember, y'all remember back in the 50s? Do anybody remember back in the 50s? When, when like everybody smoked before they realized it was killing them? And then it's kind of diminished, you know, down through. So I, I started preaching in the mid-80s, and so I had a lot of, you know, uh, quit smoking sermons in my back pocket. And so uh, I remember one time I was preaching, uh, you don't need to be smoking, just read the Surgeon General's report on the whole pack of cigarettes. Y'all heard those sermons, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, smoking ain't going to kill you, but it's going to make it, going to make you, anyway. Um, so anyway, so I just made a statement one time. So if you can smoke those cigarettes to the glory of God, go for it. <laughs> think about it. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, or whatever you do. If you're going to play golf, you do it in the glory of God. If you're going to be a dad, do it in the glory of God. If you're a mom, live your life in the glory of God. If you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a pastor, if you're a teacher, 
Do it for the glory of God. You see, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, before he wrote that in chapter 10, what Paul said was, to believers, you don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a price. You, your, your body is not your own. What God was saying was, I own you. He didn't say it like that. I would think it's more like, I own you. <laughs> God owns you. If you're a believer, God owns me. And so, I know that's New Testament, but like in the Old Testament, it seems like Jonah didn't grasp that. And what I'm saying before I and before we throw Jonah under the bus week after week after week after week, I remind you of what I said last week. I see myself in Jonah. Sometimes I am Jonah. And for honest, I think most of us would say sometimes I am Jonah. And so Jonah apparently was living his life to the glory of God. Apparently. He was one of the Old Testament prophets. There's not a whole lot of information in the Bible about Jonah. But there is a little bit in 2 Kings chapter 14, verses 23, 24, 25. You can read a little bit of background in 2 Kings 13, 14, and 15. And so apparently when the word of the Lord came to Jonah, apparently he was living his life to the glory of God. Apparently, because 2 Kings 14, 25, I'm getting ahead of myself, Sister Debbie, but you can bring it up on the screen in just a second. He was serving the Lord because the Bible called him a servant of the Lord. Well, how many of you know you can be living your life to the glory of God? We can be serving the Lord actively. And the Lord may ask us or demand something from us that we just don't want to do. Yeah. For various reasons. And that's what Jonah did. The reasons that Jonah rejected the word of God will come forth as we study more this story.